97.5 and 92.5. few people are asking us to play it again. We're not going to do that, but just head over to Houston Texans Twitter. Find it there. I think they have it pinned. Uh, so you can take a look at it there. We're not going to play it back again. But a few people grading it. Uh, 5856 gives it a 5. 5157 uh, gives it a, a 7. Let's go out to the HRP listener line. 713-780-3776. Travis, you're in the hive. Where are you grading this Texan type? Oh, my God, guys. That was horrible. <laughs> the announcer, I don't know who's announced. Slim Thug. announcer is more... Horrible! The new guy you guys have at the radio station, or that dude? Which new guy? Both of them are horrible. Which new guy? Which, which guy don't you the like? The guy that does the announcement at your radio. Oh, Spencer. Oh, Spence. That's Spencer oh, Tillman. Yeah. That's Spencer Tillman. He's he's he scored two career touchdowns yeah, yeah, in the he, NFL. He needs to be fired. Fired. Mm. What's the what's your least favorite thing that Spencer says? I can barely hear you. What's the least favorite thing that Spencer says that you've heard? The new guy on your radio station? Yeah. yeah. What's the worst thing that you've heard him say? Everything, man. He tries to act funny, and he's not. Agreed. I completely agree. Thank you, Travis. I agree too. I heard him with another. I tried. To, I heard him now with a new one where he's yeah. trying to do the what up H down. Yeah, I agree with you, Travis. That's a great call. That's a Travis call back anytime you want. I because I completely. Agree. I'm not going to say that Spencer should be fired. He's already had that happen once this year. We don't need another time for Spencer oh, Tillman. Oh my <laughs> goodness! We don't need another time for Spencer Tillman. Joe's got his. <laughs> Joe, <laughs> Joe's Joe went from cackling face. happily to putting his face no, in his hand. It's not hands. a big deal. He's still got Brando on Saturdays. It's fine. Spencer's going to be just fine. It's not a big deal. You don't have to act like that's a huge insult. He's got Brando on Saturdays. I don't know what's worse. <laughs> Appreciate it. So he gave it a five, Travis. Or no, he didn't give it a five. He said it was awful. He said he didn't know what was worse. Like number it. Spencer Tillman. Let's just give it a two because that's how many career touchdowns Spencer Tillman has. So Travis right. gives it a two. I Josh Beer was about to get put in a box. I thought, I thought, I thought, two. I thought he was, I really did. <laughs> I thought it was. I thought he was totally talking about Josh Beard. So what does that say for us? What is that? Does that mean we were thinking that with Travis? I don't know. I thought, what, what I, I thought Josh's <laughs> show was great today. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. You were on with him. One seven one one. phrasing there from the Eagles. Hertz rent is due. I didn't hear that. I don't think they're making – I don't think they're giving shots at the Eagles. Quite, no. Quite frankly. I think they're just trying to t- change the perception again and the narrative again about who they want to be and who they're targeting with their marketing. 2575, when the Texans were good, Slim Thug made a hype video for free. I think it's a burn there that maybe 2575 is suggesting that the Texans paid him money to make that hype video. I don't know. Uh, 4237, if you don't like Spencer, there's something wrong with your brain. So that's the that's the counter opinion there uh, to Travis. A few of the Twitchers on this. Um, Dre says trying too hard, but Dre was overall okay with it. Uh, Fishing with Dana says some things that we can't say on the air <laughs> because of FCC regulations. Uh, but he does say that's embarrassing. Uh, let's see. What else do we have in here? Can't say that. Fishing with Dana. It depends on what you're comparing it to. It's way better than anything they've done in the past. Tell me something that you really liked in the past that they did. 4787 says the zero. Uh, also says same old Texans. <laughs> Nine four five eight says it's better than anything Polly G sings. That's true. You you don't like Polly G singing? No, Polly singing. I mean his his Pearl Jam is Eddie Vedder is pretty good, but some of the other ones when he does the he tries to twang it, it's not great. So do you like Slim Thugger more than uh, Clay Travis? Oh, for sure. It's a no brainer. 
I have I have a little special place in my heart for Clay. I didn't I didn't mind this. I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. I like the fact Clay that Walker. they're kind of changing the image. A little long. Yeah, yeah. No, Clay, Clay Walker, Walker instead of Clay, Clay Travis. Travis. Oh, Clay Walker's the guy that does sports yeah. and political now too. Always going to no, no, confuse. No, 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 Clay, no, Clay Travis. Travis is the you one that mixed them up again. Clay Travis is the controversial. You know what I'm talking about. Clay, I, I know who they are. I'm mixing up their last yeah. names. Now he's Both very terrible. political. You don't think either one's good? I think Clay Walker's good. I think Clay Travis is really good at arguing his points. I like Clay Travis when he was doing like uh, Game of Thrones recaps, and then that's about it. Yeah, I mean he's political now, and he tries to get one specific side of the of the aisle. That he does. Like I mean, that's that's politics, though. Like it happens on the other side. Leftists do the same thing as the rightists do, but you don't like them based on your side. That's why I walk it right down the middle, and I don't do politics because I think politics are silly. You get worked up about all this stuff, and it doesn't even matter, quite frankly, because you don't really have a say. Um, that's enough politics for us. Mm-hmm. Enough politics for us today. But, to, yeah, I mean, I don't have an issue with Clay Walker a whole lot. I mean, it's fine. Just the song's annoying. I've heard it so many times. It's 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 time to hang it up. Well, the thing is, I don't it's time to live I on think YouTube. It, I think the fact that it's They're not only time to hang to. it up, but they kept continued to force feed it to you and, and think that people really enjoyed it. And I think they didn't realize how many people really were annoyed by it. Don't they still play the games? I think they do. And I don't think that's going to change. Like, like this is a, it's a social media branding. It's not real branding. Yeah, like, like they're still gonna play it at games. I think they might play this like at the start, and then like right before click kickoff, like this. Oh, play, like week, week two, yeah. Clay Walker, does it come? out? I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm very interested to see what their game day operations like. I'm, I'm very curious to see. Uh, it wouldn't, you know. I'm, I'm interested to see. Oh, zero eight three five. Texans hype was garbage. A lot of people not liking this. Hmm. Um, does that mean that they want to go back to Clay Walker? Yeah, I know. Like, if you don't like this, do you like Clay? Yeah, what do you want? Do you want to go back to Clay or you got a better idea? I think it's like, this is what I feel like. This is the hype video you make, like, when you think you're going to be good. Well, I thought about that. Uh, I think that you're not there yet, but uh, you have so much to change from. I thought about that when when it was t- near the end. I'm like, this if this is a Super Bowl contending team, now people are really loving this. But I think this is so much better than what they've done in the past that you should like. So you want the creative control team to be like, hey, we're going to be awful no, this year, no, no, so no, no, I'm going to no, no. mail it in and put together this horrible video package? No, I just think that's why people don't aren't like loving it because they don't feel – So their opinions – they don't, they don't, don't, I don't think people feel the hype that the video is trying to convey. Their, their hype is limited because of their feelings towards the team. Yeah, like they, people are excited for CJ and Will and D'Amico, but like I think as a whole – you know, twenty-two man or fifty-two man roster. Like no one really feels the way this video is trying to make them feel. Yeah, I guess I'm trying to look at it from like the content person's point of view. Like, yeah, I think, I they think have the, to do a good job. No, I think the video is awesome. They like, can't mail it in because the Texans over under is no, six and a half. I give it a ten. I think it's great. You gave it a ten? Yeah, I think it was awesome. It was well produced. Ten? I enjoyed ten? it. Ten. Billy says the high video is a seven. Spencer is a ten. Okay, Billy. Uh, you like Spence? One nine five three should have had Derek Lewis do the hype video. Well, I'm not sure they could have tweeted that Yeah, out. I don't think that we, they got a clean version. He's awesome. He's fantastic, but he don't keep it clean. He's so great. He's like McAfee. No matter where you put him, he's going to say what he wants to say his way. That's interesting, too, by the way, what they're doing with McAfee. Yeah, very They're going to have him on. They're going to like have a regular McAfee on YouTube, but then it's going to air, what, like three minutes delayed or something like that so yeah, they can clean it, it up? It sounds like they didn't even do a great job. Oh, you've already seen it? It came out? I, no, people on the Twitch were talking about it earlier. It, it's out, but saying that they didn't really get – all the cuss words. Huh. Interesting. 3338, I like it, but I think it might be a little too hip-hop when the vast audience may not be into that or know who Slim Thug is. I think that's kind of the... the, No. 
See, I think that's why the Texans are doing what they're doing. They're tired of like catering to the blue-haired, gray-haired, old-school, you know, fuddy-duddies, and they're trying to be more hip and current. Yeah, I don't think I, I think that that's the right play too. It is. It's a totally right play. I, I don't think you can be like giving in to the to like you said the older crowd. A two five seven five. You need to be able to win nine games for a hype video like that. Then what do you want them to post? Like. Hey, we think we're going to win seven games. We're just going to use a little old Clay Walker again. Like, what do you what, what do you want them to do? Like, they have to pretend like they're going to be good. That's the whole point of hype videos. The whole point of getting excited for the season, which begins on Sunday. Zero eight three five says the same thing. Texans need to prove worth before you hype. This is everyone this, is a hype video. This is a business, and you're not going to come right out and admit how bad you could be, and then expect people to want to go to the games and motivate them to. Get your bobbleheads and tailgate and buy your merchandise and do all the things that professional teams need done. You're not going to come out there and just kind of go, yeah, we're going to suck, so we're not going to do a video. It's not going to happen. No. Uh, Dana says, did they show a clip of cow flipping burgers? I didn't catch that. They did show like some grill masters, though. Some like barbecue grill masters. Yeah, chopping up some uh, barbecue. Yeah, yeah, they did a good job of like getting a fill of the city, I thought. Like the Be Someone yep. sign was there. You went to like some of the historic, you know, landmarks around the city. If you got an 832 area code, you know, are you upset? You were left out? Oh, because they said that we just from every area code 281713. Yeah. Uh, I hope not, because that'd be really sensitive to be upset about that. I just thought about it right away. Like, wait a minute, there's even three, four, six now, but where's the eight, three, two crowd? Yeah, that'd be Houston's so big now. It is. Tony Lone Star, if you don't know Slim Thug is by now, after living in the city for more than I'd say three years, that's a problem. I think that's a uh, a good call. Zero two six six. I went back to work before it even finished. Okay. Would you had Bun or Pow Wow involved in there too? I'm a. They they were not. No, I said. I'm, would you? I'm okay that they didn't. Really? Yeah, I think we see a little like. Uh, we see a lot of Bun B. Paul Wall representing Houston, right? Like, they were at the draft party. Like, they were very instrumental in the Houston video last year. Across Houston. Paul Wall's in the Astros videos. The, their right. commercials. Yeah. So, like, they rep, they're kind of already representing Houston a lot. Like, it's kind of good that every now and then we get a little bit of somebody different. I mean, but I still think even more so, we just said the big three in terms of how many times that all three of those guys are getting the run in the play as being Houston. And I think there's a ton more of and a wider a wider variety of a lot of representatives from Houston you could get involved. I'm sure Beyonce's not going to want to yeah, do she's it. She's too big, but she is she is the H. Yeah, three four zero three. They canceled Clay Walker. Right? We don't have to endure another year of him. Right? Is he talking specifically about the song? Like Clay Walker didn't do anything that got him canceled, did he? Well, that, there was the whole controversy when the audio got out of how he talked to his bus driver. Just drive me smooth, mf'er. <laughs> I mean, he, that would that made the, that made the rounds in terms of the audio because it gave you a totally different perception and opinion of a guy that was squeaky clean before that. That makes me want to have a gentle bend with him now more than ever. You didn't hear that audio? I didn't. Oh man, it got some run. <laughs> he said what? He said drive me. They had a straight. You no, know, he was hitting a lot of potholes and whatever, and, and there was a lot of issues. And, and he gave him a tongue lashing, and at the end, he goes, "Just drive me smooth, mf'er." What does he want the driver to do? That's it, like that's exactly why people were more than. Ticked off at the way he treated his employees. It's like James Harden when the plane would hit turbulence. Uh, 713-780-3776. The Astros, not only did they sweep the Rangers, but they took the Rangers' soul. The Rangers fans, Rangers media, they're all very, very down. Some of the best of their sadness. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. 
Something that you need to get your hands on, and you need to get your hands on it fast. There's some of these tickets to the U of H game coming up against TCU a week from Saturday. Football season's here. Pro football starts tonight. College football's already here. Houston's already 1-0. A victory against UTSA last Saturday, where TDECU Stadium was electric. We got to see that again on September 16th, Saturday, 7 p.m., as the Cougars kick off their Big 12 conference schedule against last year's national championship runner-up, the TCU Horned Frogs. Buy a Cougar Paw package now. This includes three games that you can choose from, TCU being one of them. The package is only $66, does not include the Texas game. Get this Cougar Paw package today. 713-GO-COUGS, the number to call. Tell them Branham was was telling you to give them a call. Or head over to uhcougars.com slash tickets. Come early, enjoy all the new activities in Cougar Alley in front of TDECU Stadium, including the huge LED TV screen, the Bud Light Backyard, the Coke Fan Zone, food trucks, and more. Spirit of Houston performing at halftime entertainment by the cheerleaders Cougar Doll, Shasta Sasha, and DJ Yobi Yobes in the student section. Again, get your hands on this Cougar Paw package. Three games, including TCU, just for $66. Call 713-GO-COUGS now. Head over to uhcougars.com slash tickets. Game's going to sell out. Get your hands on some tickets before they're all gone. Don't miss all the fun and pageantry of calls. Rangers are, are very, very sad uh, today. Dave Raymond came on with the bench today. If you didn't listen to that, you can go back to ESPN975.com and listen. It, good stuff. Credit. Tip my cap to Dave Raymond for being a good sport and coming on. You know, not many people would do that after the Rangers had their souls taken out of their body when souls left body, uh, like the Astros did to the Rangers. So tip my cap to Dave Raymond for um, for coming on with the bench today. That's good stuff. You could tell that he was a little... I don't want to say he sounded disgusted, but he sounded a little, little sad. He sounded, he sounded deflated. He sounded deflated for most of that series. I mean, you know, and there's so, only so many different ways, and you know this. I mean, when you're calling games and it's not going well for your team, there's we just got to talking about it from a marketing perspective. But when you're when you're actually one of the front people for a team and you have to describe the action and try and be positive and and try and like be uplifting because the season's not over and your team still has a chance. Sometimes it's tough because there's not a whole lot of positives to draw on when you're getting your ass handed to you the way the Astros handed it to them for those three games. Yeah, so they were they were beat up pretty good. Rangers fans were upset. I mean, I think that Astro fans, maybe they weren't in terms of like bodies in the building. Maybe there weren't more Astro fans than Ranger fans, but they were certainly louder. Sounded, yeah, they were much wise. louder. Yeah. And I was looking at some of McTaggart's tweets yesterday, too, like before the game, and he's like, yeah, this isn't as attended as we thought it was going to be. Because everybody Rangers thought there was going to be a sellout, mm-hmm. Scherzer versus Verlander, and then you get your butts beat the first two games, and apparently it wasn't quite the turnout that they were expecting at Globe well, Life yesterday. Even pre-series, even before the first two butt whoopings, they were, because again, when I'm flipping over and I'm watching their telecasts after the Astros get done, they were actually spending a lot of money or at least putting together a lot of promos trying to hype up the rivalry with the Astros and trying to get people at the last minute to get their butts in the seats to try and support their team. And then once they you know got crushed in the first two games, people are fair weather in, in Arlington. They're like... We got hoity-toity things to do. We ain't going to baseball game. Very well could have been. Here was, speaking of Raymond, sounding kind of sad throughout the broadcast, here are some of the calls by the Rangers broadcast team, Bally Sports, Dave Raymond kind of leading the charge here throughout the series. Here's one from yesterday. Jose Abreu with one of his two home runs. And this is in the air, left field. Jankowski looks up. That is gone. Into the upper deck, 
for Abreu, his 13th home run of the year. And once again, Houston has put a crooked number on the board. It is seven to one. A little sad there. A little sad. Like I feel like almost in that one, he was kind of like. He already had thrown up the white towel, and it's like, whatever. Like, this is just the way it's going to be. I need Someone to already take took my his beating lunch money, and yeah. now he doesn't get dessert. Like, it was already a sunk cost. I already know how this game's going to turn out. Like, I just have to sit through the rest of this game and then turn the page. Like, I think he was already at that point with that Jose Abreu home run. Here was the one where he was, uh, he was joking the other day, and he got killed by Astros fans. When you're sitting there bragging about his six hits, I would just say... I mean, it's easy to get six hits when you hit them over the fence. Yeah. It's not like the other, you don't <laughs> give the other team a chance to even get you out. So it's not really, I mean, it's not that great. There you go. It's not that great. He's not wrong. I mean, it's harder to get a guy out when he's hitting the ball over the fence. I just love the analysis of C.J. Nikowski there. Yeah, Nikowski's part, he should have just stayed out of it. Like, Dave Raymond was being super sarcastic and, like, kind of, this guy's beating us again. And he talked about, like, that was the first thing they talked to Dave Raymond about today. And Raymond's like, yeah, I mean, I was just being like, hey, this guy's crushing us right now. I need to have a little bit of fun in this moment. Levity and dry humor. Yeah. Now, I don't think he's, like, I, I don't think he's as funny as he think he is. Like, I'll say that. Say that to me every day. I, I believe both of those things. No. Uh, <laughs> that, was, that was the obvious joke. Here was one of the many Jose Altuve homers that he hit in the series against the Rangers. It has eight home runs so far. Well, check that. This ball hit well center field. Tavares <laughs> back at the wall. Nine home runs now. Oh, play that one oh, again. Check that. That was, that that was my, that's mid, my favorite one. Swing. That's my favorite one. Jose Altuve again. Mid swing. <laughs> It has eight home runs so far. Well, check that. This ball hit well center field. That's the funniest thing that Pretty Dave Raymond the said the and, whole series. And, and knowing the, the sound off the bat and what it, what it looked like. That's my favorite part of it, I think, was the sound off the bat. Yeah. He's like, eight home runs, crack of the bat, uh, make it nine. Yep, oh, check <laughs> that. Eight home runs so far. Well, check that. This ball. Well, that's not what? Chopping screwed straight out of Houston. Jose Altuve with the ninth home run of that series. And then here's uh, another one. Uh, the game that Yiner Diaz played, just kind of putting Dave Raymond out of his misery again. That's it, well. <laughs> and that's gone. The dejection in his Where's voice. Where's the one where Nikowski yells well. uncle? It was in. I didn't hear that one. Oh, it was like Friday night's game. <laughs> and again, it was the piling on. It might have been. It might have been the Jordan late bomb, but it was one of it was Friday night late in the game, and they're, they're going back and forth with all the misery, kind of woe is me's in the comment. And also, he just goes, "I mean, uncle, that was it." <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. I didn't realize Nikowski did that. Like, yeah. I kind of, I kind of tip my cap at that too a little bit. Uh, Poncho says, "Who is your daddy, and what does he do?" <laughs> Rangers fans, a little kindergarten cop. Uh, Tex Gamer says, listen to 105.3, the fan this morning. First thing they said, I'm not saying they cheated, but they sure played like they were. That's interesting. Oh, God, again. That's deflection. That's deflection. We just got our butts kicked in the biggest series of the year. So what we're going to do is we're going to deflect that we got our butts kicked, and we're going to pin it back on the end. Yeah, it wasn't that we just played terrible. Let's try and find an excuse and put it on them. So I, I was on Twitch today earlier this morning when they brought in Dave Raymond, and uh, I told everybody hi. Uh, but... 
Some of the best stuff, because we're going to read mean text. Apparently, nobody texts the bench, though, because they don't read text on their show, and all the listeners know that. So some of the uh, the Twitch, whenever Dave Raymond was on, Coog Blaze says, get bent, Dave. Houston Dab said, choke on it, Dave. Junior Broncos, Cope Harder, Dave. I need to stop going so fast, because I might say something I, I shouldn't say. Junior Broncos says, call okay, us Daddy, Dave. And then he has an emoji of a guy that's sitting on a bed. Um, EDF says, Dave is a good sport for being on, which I agree with that yeah that, for that sure was, I mean, that was he a, could have even been, i thought he might bail this morning yeah like i i didn't think he would bail once he committed to it but the fact that he committed to it i actually applaud him for doing that mm-hmm. if i'm being completely honest because uh, you know what you're going to get going into it you may not get it because you know granado and lance in the city yeah but other than that if you were doing it and say a dip like say if a texan you were doing it you're in your you're represent the texans and you're going in jacksonville or you're going in in indy or something like that you know going in there's going to be venom Dab said, does Dave even know sports? Poncho, Dave Raymond with a bottle emoji and a crying baby emoji. I think we can put two and two together there. He gave him the the broom emojis. Dab said, Vince Scully's rolling over in his grave right now. What did Vince Scully do to you? Why do you got to bring Vince Scully? Well, he's saying that Dave wasn't keeping it as perfect. You know, as, as like, you could yeah. be a homer, but keep it more upbeat and professional. Uh, Poncho DeGrom still crying in the dugout somewhere. <laughs> Move over. His teammates are joining. I didn't even see that one earlier today. Did you really lose DeGrom if he was never there? Uh, Junior Broncos, so glad I don't have to listen to this guy, this clown, on a daily basis. They were being very mean. Very, very, very mean to see, Dave Raymond. You know what? But here's the thing. As much as, and I, I can't really stomach too much of CJ Nikowski and Dave because they are so over the top homerish. But I think that the other thing from all of the people that were highly critical, this goes back to like when you're dealing with working directly for a team and you're dealing with ownership, because I've personally experienced this, and I've done it from Daryl Morey and general managers and Gerson Rosas, and I've done it with, from the president and of the team and ownership. They are going to tell you what you say and can't say. They're going to tell you that you have to be hyper-positive all the time about your team and everything about it. And sometimes you just can't because you know that you don't. If you say that, the people are going to call BS from the start because they know you're saying it's one thing and it's the exact opposite. And that's a tough position to be in. Yeah. <laughs> Virginia told him, now you can focus on the Cowboys, Dave. <laughs> Dab said Julia did a better job than Dave. Uh, Rangers aren't rivals, chosen ones. This one might be my uh, my favorite here. Um, now go get Milo dressed, Dave. Oh, that's, <laughs> that that's, one's a bit of a burn. That was Junior Broncos. Yeah, that was that, that was, was a bit of a burn. Yep. Because if, if you aren't familiar with the story, Dave Raymond, Brett Dolan were Astro Radio guys with the, the very back end of Milo Hamilton's career, and they were going to take over for Milo once Milo was completely done. Milo wasn't the easiest to get along with. Wasn't the easiest to hand over the torch. And he wasn't and then, the sharpest. Late At that stage, career. no way. And then, uh, I mean, I've, I've heard some stories about Milo, like, hey, get out of the way. Barry Bonds yep. is up, and I need to call some record-breaking home runs. I, Milo wasn't great to them. Um, and then and then when Crane took over the team, Crane, Crane cleaned house. He cleaned house everywhere. He completely built it back up from the ground up, and from you know hindsight 2020, he wasn't wrong. And Dave Raymond's been on record saying, look, I don't like the Astros. They fired me. I don't blame Dave Raymond for not liking the Astros, and they fired him. But sometimes during the broadcast, we've had some fun with, you know, at the expense of Dave Raymond, Valley Sports, as they get beat up by the Strohs. Yeah, no, look, a PC had the actual audio clip from an interview he did where he flat out admitted it. He said, I mean, they fired me. And, and you know, if you've ever been fired in your life, uh, and most of us have, you, you hold some, 
some feelings and, 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 you know, there's some issues. And so I don't blame him for being still emotional about the Astros, but I think that when you get another job and especially it's as high profile as his, you have to be able to temper that when you're doing actual games. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. Poncho, all silver boot parades got canceled at Arlington and surrounding Dallas, Fort Worth areas. Um, this one, 4187, you guys are very petty. The Astros radio guys are not very happy when other teams are bashing the Astros. Okay, 4187. Point taken, point taken. 713-780-3776. Chandler Rome had a piece today in The Athletic. A Dusty doesn't like Chaz. Is Chaz too fat? What is going on with the latest Dusty Chaz rumors? I have a conspiracy with all of this. Is Chaz a big boy? Is he too big you of a boy? Conspiracy? Yeah, I do. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Mike Hollett, U of H class 1990, used to protect a Heisman Trophy winner, and he's also been protecting the interests of businesses for nearly 25 years. Now he wants to protect your business. HRP. Provides comprehensive human capital management services, including HR compliance, benefits administration, and payroll. HRP will also work with you to customize a plan for whatever you need. There's nothing cookie cutter about HRP. You need a little help, a lot of help, anything in between. HRP will create a plan for what you and your business needs. Their customer service is second to none. It's not a stranger on the other side of the line. You'll be calling to someone that's familiar with you. They're familiar with your company. I can speak to that customer service. We here at Gal Media use HRP as our human resources and payroll company. And anytime that I have a question, I fire off a quick email. They always respond to me quickly, very easy to understand, and I appreciate that. Let HRP take on the demands of human resources. Eliminate your HR burden so you can get back to growing your business. Give them a call at 281-880-6525 and let HRP customize a plan for you that's 281-880-6525 or check them out at hrp.net that's hrp. Houston fans have been waiting for this for a long time big 12 football Houston Cougars clashing with last year's national championship runner-up TCU Horn Frogs a week from Saturday and it's time to fill up TDCU Stadium by a Cougar Paul package three games TCU can be one of those games package is only $66 does not include the Texas game uh, get your tickets today, seven or seven one three go cougs, uhcougars.com slash tickets. Take advantage of this Cougar Paul package. Three games, sixty-six bucks. We're also going to give away a pair of tickets to see U of H TCU a week from Saturday right now. First person to answer this trivia question at 713-780-3776. Which Houston Cougar against UTSA made their Cougar debut and had two interceptions in that game? Who had two interceptions against UTSA in the season opening win? 713-780-3776. First person, correct answer. You're going to go see Houston TCU a week from Saturday. The Blankers, do you see this story in The Athletic today? Chandler Rome uh, had a piece today where apparently the, the latest issue with Chaz McCormick, Dusty Baker, Dusty doesn't like Chaz. I don't think Chaz likes Dusty a whole lot, although he says everything he publicly really, fine. I give him credit how how he's able to kind of stay the the course and the path without kind of blurting out anything. He, he has done that. He has done that, especially for a guy who can be a little bit temperamental. We, we saw him in the Tiger in the dugout during the Tiger series where he was yelling at the fans in Detroit. But this says that Dusty's leaving Chaz on the bench is frustrating some within the organization. Okay, it doesn't say who, but there you go. Some people in the organization frustrated that Chaz has been on the bench. Uh, Dusty Baker leaving him there. It says this week, four people with knowledge of the team's inner working said that McCormick's weight 
has become a talking point for Baker. Has a bunch of quotes in this article from Chaz about playing heavier this year. Says he's you know about 10, 15 pounds heavier than he was last year. Likes being at this weight. Feels like he's stronger. Feels better at this weight. Dusty was asked about Chaz's weight. And Dusty was like, why would you even ask me that? Uh, that goes on to say that Chaz isn't, or Dusty said basically, paraphrasing, that Chaz isn't one of the big boys of this team, like Altuve, like Jordan, like He didn't Craigman, mention like Jordan Tucker, either, which was ridiculous. Probably forgot. Yeah. I mean, Jordan's one of the big boys for sure. Now, the other side of this argument is Chaz McCormick has started 42 of the last 50 games. So, you know, we got to tell both sides of the story here. If Chandler Rome, saying Dusty, has an issue with Chaz McCormick's weight because he's heavier, uh, Dusty was kind of taken aback at the questioning about Chaz McCormick's weight, and Dusty saying that Chaz is basically isn't one of the big boys, and Chaz has started 42 of the last 50 games. What, what are some of your takeaways from this piece by Rome in The Athletic? You know, there's going to be people, and I think Dusty doesn't realize this, and I think one of the things I, I thought right away when I was reading this was the fact that Dusty's going internal, and he's going to go. He, he's going to start calling for heads, but he's going to be looking. He doesn't want anybody talking to Chandler Rome. He doesn't like the fact Chandler Rome's got sources, and sources are going to talk. And you know, there's going to be sources within the organization. You can't control everybody because I've been in an organization where they tried, and I think that this doesn't make Dusty happy. That's why when he rebuttaled real quick to Chandler Rome about why would you even ask me that, then. You know, I, I think that it's probably because he already has issues with Chandler and he got perturbed real quick. It's a legit question. It's a legit question because the numbers Ch- Chaz McCormick is putting up and the things that he's doing and the way that he's helped carry your team when you had so many injuries, it, it's fair to say, why are you doing this? You know that it got my ire even from the first series of the year, how he benched him for two of the first three games and especially the ring, the ring, you know, the, not the ring game, but the first initial game of the season and the celebration on national TV uh, of their World Series. I don't like a lot of how D- Dusty has handled Chaz. I don't think it's a far-fetched at all. If there's an issue there, I don't know what it is, what it stems from, or why it still exists. But the guy just, when you call his number, he plays and he gets results. So it's annoying. But this is professional sports. This is how it works. There's politics involved. It's 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 a shame it has to be to that level, but I believe there's something legitimately there. And I, I think it could be a problem next year. I don't think it's going to be a problem the rest of the year because Chaz went out in the article to make sure he, you know, he, he stated, I don't want to do anything with the way this team's playing right now. Chaz has started 42 of 50 games. That's nothing to, to sneeze at. That's a lot. That's a pretty high pace. That's eight days off over a 50-game stretch. So I don't necessarily think Dusty hates Chaz. Like, is he a little favorable to Dubon relative to what we think? Maybe. Chaz also started nearly every single playoff game last year when it, when it mattered the most. So, and look, I've been one to criticize Dusty. We all know that. Dusty's playing time. I don't really care about batting order, but playing time, that's something that we've brought up. Uh, I think that Chaz, I think Dusty was slow to make Chaz an everyday guy. Like 42 of his last 50, that's great. He was slow to get to that point where he was playing that often. My theory is that Chandler's source, and tell me if I'm crazy here, Joe. Tell me if I'm crazy here, Blankers. I believe that Chandler's source is Chaz McCormick. That's it? Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I think where else where else is he getting that Dusty does not like chess? Who's telling Chandler Rome that Dusty does not like chess? I think who's telling Chandler Rome that people are talking about his weight and then Chaz is quick to the quote saying I'm 50 to 20 pounds heavier. 
I think I think that with all beat writers that cover the team and they make relationships, this could be someone in analytics. This could be someone. It, this could legitimately be someone in Dana Brown's camp. Sure. This, this could be guys that clearly state they are not at liberty to speak to the media, so they have to be anonymous and off record. Uh huh. But conversations at the batting cages, conversations you know in and around the the inner workings of Minute Maid, they happen all the time in all sports. I believe that there are some people that leak, leak some things or just tell you know straight out tell you some things that they don't want to be have it associated with them, but they're not afraid to tell you. Sure, and I think that but I think there's a lot of baseball quotes. guys in that organization that aren't old school like Dusty that don't believe that Dusty can just say and do whatever he wants to say and do that believe that they that that in their departments or within people keep people within their organization that feel like Chaz should play more. Sure. Agree with that. So that's why I don't think it's just Chaz. Okay. But who's telling Chandler Rome that Dusty does not like Chaz? Who is telling Chandler Rome that Dusty's criticizing Chaz McCormick's weight? Who is telling Chandler Rome in this article with multiple quotes, here's my weight. I'm 220 pounds. Usually I'm 216. When I'm 210, I'm too light. There's a, there's, this to me is fishy. Like the way, the way that this story came out today, when Chaz McCormick's played 42 of 50 games, when we've not heard a weight issue at all, we've, like, have y'all heard a weight issue about Chaz McCormick? Joe, heard. have you heard a weight issue about Chaz McCormick? This comes from absolutely nowhere. Chaz is playing a ton. Chaz is giving quotes here. Dusty's taken aback whenever he's asked about Chaz's weight. He's being criticized for not liking Chaz McCormick, but he's playing him all the time. This one to me is fishy. I'll be completely honest. This one to me stinks. I- I'm trying to think of the best examples to give you, but you know, there's been times when there's been inner strife with teams, and other players are going to tell you. Other players have relationships with the beat writers that cover this team, and somebody's going to get wind of something, and then you're going to get the alleged storylines. You're going to get this happened at practice, or it started on the plane, or you know, these two guys, this or that, and players are going to go. You know what? We, you know, whether it's be some of the leaders of the team or otherwise, whether they talk to Dusty directly or it's been brought up or around the cages he people hear it but some players they got their own agendas too sometimes too where they'll flip something to the to the sometimes the players have agendas right and sometimes the players themselves you're right some players do it themselves look van gundy was the guy that didn't like confront confrontations with players and he would use the media as a pawn and a tool to get his message out same way players could do it agents do it all the time we talk about when they break stories with Woj and otherwise of you know trying to manipulate their what they want to get out of a certain situation by using the media, it happens. Yeah, I think Chaz is the source here. I'll be completely honest. 6955, Chaz played in 42 of the last 50 games, not started. Uh-uh, not correct. Chaz McCormick has started 42 of the 50 games since the All-Star break. He's played in 44. So Chaz is still couple, playing a lot. I was going to ask you this early. Wasn't there a couple, though, where we questioned, like, matchups conducive to Chaz, Chaz, you know, righty-lefty, yeah, Chaz there was should one be in the Yankee series. And then he... The and, then weekend, he, and then he didn't play the ne- the game after that the, either. The, the Yankee series was odd. Like the Yankee series, Dusty handling a Chaz was was bizarre. Yeah, that's the one that really stuck out to me. I knew there was an issue because Friday he didn't start against a lefty. He was left on the bench. John Singleton was, was on the, deck yep. with two outs in the ninth inning, but he didn't ever get to the plate. Saturday, Chaz started but was lifted for John Singleton late in that game, and then Sunday he was on the bench again. Yep. So I mean, Dusty has handled Chaz McCormick in trivial ways. Um, it's just interesting to, you know, have that Dusty does not like Chaz. You know, where did Rome get that? It's weird the weight stuff comes out 
all of a sudden today after Chaz was sitting yesterday and then Chaz has all these quotes in the athletic about this and then Dusty whenever he was asked about it in the media is like why would you ask me that he literally said why would you ask me that so this one stinks to me like Chaz is playing a lot Chaz has been playing a lot like it's this one's this one smells this one smells I I, I I hear what you're saying. I just think that it's possible from a, a couple of different directions. It could be players. It, it could be other coach. It could be a coach or something. You know, we could know. Be. You know, you, we know how Cora was so hypersensitive and t- ended up turning on AJ Hinch. You get one bad apple or one guy that's got, like I said, a different agenda. Player, coach, someone in the front office, or a couple guys that have a relationship with one of the beat writers. These things can get out. Seven one three seven eight zero ESPN two five six eight. I'll take Fat Chaz with that bat versus what he did last year in both the field and at the plate. He's been incredible this year. Uh, I, I believe that he should be an everyday guy. Look, I, I think he should start more than forty two of every fifty games. You and I both. I've been I've been <laughs> pounding the drum for Chaz and for Yiner, and and I, I I don't disagree with you because I believe he should be the starting center fielder every single freaking game. It's weird. Who, so who is your guess in the organization that is frustrated by this? If you had to pick one guy, who would be the guy that you're pointing the finger to? You already know mine. I think it's Jazz. I, I think it, it probably was – honestly, I think it was generated by a player. Okay. Joe, you, know, you got you know, There's clicks within – look, I've been in one of the worst clicks of all time with a team, I mean. You the, worked with the Rockets? With, with, with the, whole, the, the whole Team James versus Dwight. That thing got so personal and so ugly, and it was whose side do you want the actual players – you get your clicks of players within a dugout or within a locker room, and I, I don't think there's. To me, it's some. This is another player. Who's your guess, Joe? Got to pick one. Who's your irresponsible guess of who's leaking this to Chaz McCormick that he's fat? Trainer, oh, Jeremiah Randall, or Maybe. others, or others, but because there's more than one trainer. But Man, they usually don't get injury stuff, though. You know what but, I mean? But weight stuff. Yeah, that's where like it's, maybe strength and conditioning, maybe the strength guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I just, it feels it's someone that clearly in the organization believes that Dusty has a vendetta against Chaz, whether that's Chaz or someone else, because this isn't the first time. Like the first report was straight up that Dusty just doesn't like Chaz. But usually, that was Chandler. But who is the yeah. first person that's going to not necessarily publicly? But if a manager has a vendetta against a player, who's going to be the first person that's upset by that? Not necessarily publicly. The player. The player that's upset that has that, has that vendetta against Wasn't him. Wasn't it Yiner with the emoji with the yeah, he me, that, me, 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 when he, he should yeah, that was pretty, playing? That was public. Yeah, that was and that, public. that was gutsy for a rookie. Yeah, Chaz I mean, married? it could have been anything. I believe so. There's some interesting likes. That's another great no, call, Joe. Now, there's some interesting likes on Chaz McCormick's Twitter. And there's some interesting likes oh. on Chaz McCormick's brother's Twitter. Yeah, definitely. It's Just his brother. saying. It's his brother. It says within the organization. It's Chaz. I mean, it's Chaz. I think it's one of Chaz's buddies on the team. Remember what, Remember how Chaz uh, aggravated his back? Deadlifting early in the year. Getting strong. Packing on muscle. Gaining all that I, weight. I'm like, with the texture. I'm not going to complain with that OPS and with the, the extra pop in his in his bat. I'm not complaining. And they what is it, like six-tenths of a point that uh, in terms of how his ability to get to balls. It has changed in the negative. He doesn't get to the as many baseballs in center field. I'll live with all of that. You're giving me the offensive production you're giving. Me. Like it's, it's it's six pounds. Like he's not fat. Yeah, I don't, he's not fat. Like it's not. We're not talking to James Harden here. If if this is true that Dusty or Christian ha- it does not like Chaz because he's a little bit strong with muscle, then it's a major problem. I'm going to give Dusty the benefit of the doubt here. He's played on 42 of 50 games. He started on 42 of 50 games. He started them in the playoffs. Do I think that Dusty in the past has not liked Chaz? Yes. Do I think he currently dislikes Chaz because he's a little heavier? I don't. I'm not buying it. 
I'm sorry. I just Are think you buying he still it? has issue. He still has. He has. He has some kind of issue with Chaz. He likes to. He likes to tinker with Chaz more than anybody he definitely, else. He does that. Those are facts. I can't argue that. 713-780-3776. Who was the leak? Is Chaz fat? Does Dusty hate Chaz? 713-780-3776. Also, the Will of Bits. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Hey, before we go to the break, uh, another mention for mybookie.ag. If you're looking to put money on games, if you love football as much as we do and you want to start getting in on the action, feel like you're even more of a part of it by putting some cash down and, and watching games more intently in college and in the NFL it's time to get to mybookie.ag. It's time to sign up if you haven't ever been to mybookie.ag before. Set up an account, and you're going to reap the benefit of getting a first-timer sign-up bonus. If you've been an existing client of mybookie.ag and you're waiting for football season to get it rolling again, well, get a, a, a bonus for being a loyal customer at mybookie.ag. Just remember the promo code BET975. That's the one you keep in your back pocket, the back of your mind. You use it front and center whenever you see do you have a bonus? Do you have a code? You're going to reap the benefits of how well they take care of their customers. It's all across sports. It's every game you want to bet on. They have everything right there in front of you. And when their games aren't going on or you want to get in on some casino games, they have live dealers standing by to get you in on that too. They take care of you every step of the way, and they're going to make sure you're happy and satisfied. That means if you want to get out at a certain point and cash out, you have the ability to do that. They're not going to hem and haw, try to keep your money, and basically not have the money to cash out when you want to and try to keep you invested. That's not going to happen because they know that you'll be back and they'll know that you trust people that that actually take care of you, and that's what they always do. Check them out today because it's the best place and the only place I tell you to go when you want to put money on games. You can bet anything, anytime, anywhere with the only place I tell you to do it. It's mybookie.ag. Here's Joel Blank and that Jeremy Branham guy. Who is the leak? Who is telling Chandler Rome Dusty doesn't like Chaz because Chaz is fat? Uh, some of the people on the Twitch said that uh, maybe, maybe Joe Espada, Alex Cintron has come up. Martin Maldonado came up on the uh, text line as well. That was kind of interesting. Uh, 8327, the only reason he started Chaz in the playoffs is because Jake Myers got hurt. Let's be real here. I don't remember Jake getting hurt last year in the playoffs. I remember him being terrible. Yeah, he was just, yeah, he was, he was coming back from being hurt, both mentally and physically, and he didn't come back real well. So, yeah, there was really they no chance. They down, too. He was, they did. Yeah, remember? Then they brought healthy. him back for the just playoffs sucked. just to put him as, like, a pinch runner situation. Yeah, he was. And he started one game, <laughs> which, to the point, like, he did start one playoff game, and he was, like, overmatched. And they're like, eh, let's go back to Chess. Uh, 8327, my guess is it's Chess's agent, Adrian. That comes from Adrian. Now, the issue with that is that Chandler said it came from within the organization. Uh, how many games has Chaz started in center field? Though that that to me doesn't matter as much. Like as long as Chaz is starting, because Brantley's going to get days off. You know, Jordan's not going to play left field a whole lot. So that is, I don't really care where Chaz is playing. Um, now, now because Brantley's back, you probably need it to be in center field. Six nine five five. Dusty hating Chaz goes back to the uh, you know, the disagreement with ex GM James Click. Click traded Miles Straw to force Dusty to play Chaz, which made Dusty mad. Since then, he's had an axe to grind with Chaz all over Miles Straw. That's absolutely true. Absolutely true. I remember last year, too, he had that weird thing where he refused to play Chaz in center. It was like Jake Myers in center field, Mauricio Dubon's in center field, Jose Siri's going to play center field, but Chaz McCormick's in left. And then Click was in the dugout like, no, Chaz McCormick's a center fielder. And then all of a sudden, he started playing Chaz in center field again. Yeah. So- I, mean, I mean, that's the thing. <laughs> Look, that, there's a history there. And there's a timeline of everything that I said. I don't understand the why. None of us ever will unless you are internal and and maybe only those two guys specifically. 
But there's definitely something there that Dusty has against Chaz. And I think as a manager, when you're trying to win baseball games, that should you need to be able to overlook that. You can do that in your personal time and off the off the side, but you cannot do that and let it affect the outcome of the team on the field. I think it's I think it's there's something in his play that Dusty doesn't like. Um yeah, Maybe there's we t- know from time to time he could be a little. I don't think aloof. it's personal. I really don't. I don't think it's personal. I think there's times whenever like he doesn't take the extra base. I think there's times when he gets slow jumps. I think there's times whenever he doesn't make like the professional play. He slaps the first baseman's mitt yeah. running down the. Game I think there's the line. little non-professional, like not not that like taking the extra bags unprofessional, but it's like make the professional play there. Like there was that one where Chaz didn't take third base in a critical game and extra innings like very early in the year. Mm-hmm. I remember it. Yeah, so like I-, I think it's the little things like that that kind of rubs Dusty the wrong way. Uh, but I, you know what? I'm gonna disagree. I, I think that that could be part of it. I, I, this is this is men with egos and attitudes, and I think honestly that it's some, some. There's something else to it. There's something else that isn't even baseball related. That somehow, for some reason, why Dusty just has a little bit of an axe to grind with Chaz. Yeah, yeah. Seven one three seven eight zero ESPN. Let's get to the will of bits. It's the Wheel of Bits on the Killer Bees. Jibbles and bits, jibbles and bits. I'm going to give you some jibbles and bits. Who knows the bits the bees will begrudgingly bite? Well, let's find out. It's this mostly. Here's Joe hmm. and Jeremy. And Joe. This is right in Joe's wheelhouse. Yes, it is. Now, we, I don't have all the details on this there? story. Push yeah. yeah, I did. It's well done. Um, I don't have all the de- the exact details on oh, the story. It's good. But, well, because they haven't been reported yet. Uh, from Britt Goroli covers uh, Major League Baseball. She tweeted, Developing story. Steven Strasburg's retirement press conference slated for Saturday has been canceled. The plan was to honor him and retire his number, but the Nationals have changed course. She followed that up. It was the Nationals who approached Strasburg about retiring and paying him the full amount of his contract. The team wants to change the terms. So they don't want to pay him his full contract. I thought this was odd when the story came out. I thought yeah, they had insurance, but apparently they didn't. Yeah, because well, who would insure him? I, I just eh, felt it was extremely odd that a guy was going to walk away from the game but still get paid the remainder of the money owed to him. And, and I was like, mm, I don't know. I know there's a lot of owners in this league, and some of them have pretty deep pockets. I don't know many owners that are going to go, I'm good with that. That's cool. So this, this kind of adds to that. I would just come back out of retirement. I would come out of retirement. Like, okay. I'll I won't retire. Continue. I'll just keep, I'll keep go, doing the rehab. I'll go to West Palm Beach, Florida and go through physical therapy because I'm never going to pitch again, but I'll, I'll unretire. Yeah, exactly. Like, I would just move to West Palm Beach and be or, like, yeah, I'm not retiring. Yeah. You may pitch again for a short period of time, and then you're going to experience more issues and more of the same. I don't even know if he can throw it ever again. It's like, it's like nerves. Some people are saying like it's like life-changing, some of his injuries. Like in terms of like how high you could raise his arm above his head, I could see that. So is this bush league to to offer something and then change it? Yeah, it's, you know what it is, Joe. It's sports. It's professional sports. It's pretty bush league. It's bush league, and it's and it's a business. And at the end of the day, it's cutthroat when it comes to cash. Yeah, but it's it can still be bush league though, right? Like the, like the problem that I have it. is the pro- yeah that's the the best issue that I have where it's bush league is that they offered it and now they're pulling it back off yeah. the table. As like far that's as, where it's bush league, as far as we know. Right, because well, I mean, again, what the reports are is that they're. I mean, you can't change the story. Change the deal. <laughs> no, but the, we always say that the truth lies somewhere in the middle when you hear these things, because you're going to get the team has one version of the story, the agent and over the player has another version of the story. They're all going to go to their favorite media source to try and get their version out there to the media. So you don't know all the details, but at the same time, 
we saw what happened. It's Bush League the way the Orioles handled an announcer. We can see teams handling situations, Bush League, on a day-to-day basis when they get super cheap. And I worked for an owner that was super cheap. You worked for the Rockets. Yeah. Well, I also worked for an owner that was super rich that didn't care, Paul Allen. And he would have given everything. He just threw money all over the place because he could. But less was the opposite. So there's different owners, and every situation is different with an organization. But this stuff happens. I mean, I don't. It's bad. I think it's he bad. Off, they offered to pay out his contract, and then the reports, the only ones we have, we've only got one side, is that they want to change the terms. Like, that's. Then don't offer it. Yeah. That's the thing that I have an issue with. Like, because I get that it's cutthroat, I get that it's business. And if Strasburg came to me and, like, hey, I'm going to retire, I'm like, okay, well, let's, let's figure out the contract. Let's figure out what we're going to do with the contract and what we're going to do with the finances. But if I if I told Strasburg when he came into my office that, hey, I'm retiring, hey, we're going to honor the contract, we're going to give it all to you, and then two weeks later I'm like, yeah, we're going to have to change the story on that. That's absolutely Bush but, League. But, but I also think – You're lying. You're the, lying. One of the reasons why you're, you're at ease retiring is because you and your agent went over your contract and you realized that you're still going to get paid. Yeah, but the Nationals told him this, and now they're saying We don't know not. what the Nationals they told them. That. The report says. It's been pretty clear like it's, that's what was reported and what they said. But there could be, there's always the difference between a report and what actually oh. happened. I so, believe that. <laughs> I believe it too, but what do you want to do? Like, well, I'm not so sure that Chaz McCormick is tw- 10 pounds heavier. We never know. We don't know what the scale says today. Like, you have to go on what we know. I don't think, okay, you, you don't have, I, I, I'm at the end of the show. I'm not going to, this could carry on for another segment. You're right, it would. All right, maybe Pat will talk about it. All right, thanks, Joe, for doing all the hard work. He's blank. I'm Branham. We'll see you tomorrow, East River 9, 7A, 6P.